to um, our non-existent listeners, mm-hmm. welcome to the first of um, hopefully many. Hopefully, hopefully many. We're going to call this um, series or um, this group of podcasts uh, or discussions rather, mm. um, Philo Talks. Philo Talks, yeah. Um, it's a play on words because uh, Luke's not com- comfortable with anything that's not a play on words. Yeah. So that's why we went with that. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah. Luke's, yeah. Luke's going to tell us why we're here because um, yeah, people why, are probably why wondering are that. Of course. Um, so, so me and Shantz have been friends for quite a, quite a while. Um, and we've always kind of had the same kind of interests, especially when it comes to philosophy and talking about things of the universe that isn't, doesn't come up in everyday discussions necessarily. And one of us had the bride, I can't remember who, one of us had the bride idea, listen, why don't we record this and put it out into the internet? <coughs> which is... Um, which is exactly what we're doing now, uh, without much more thought than that, and uh, a very very small setup. And we thought we just—it's actually more. We were discussing before, and it's actually more for our benefit than it is for yours because um, it's hard to keep track of a forty-minute conversation on the like the twenty-second minute. Yeah, you start forgetting what you were talking about in the it's beginning. True. It's true. So, so this is this is to keep us a little bit more focused. Um, when, when discussing ideas of the universe, ideas about society, where we believe society yeah. should be, um, Shanti is an avid anarchist. Am I? A little bit we'll more find than out. I, a little bit more than I am. And I am, I am more towards, I think capitalism is doing a pretty okay job, but okay. there's still a bunch to fix. Um, and then, I mean, that, 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 would, that would be our economic, economic opinions, but I mean, we, yeah. also have, we also agree on other things, like yeah. the meaning of life and, and where do we draw value from and... Yeah. And I think I think the end of it is actually what we're trying to do is, is bring the conversation that is philosophy and bring bring the idea of this complex, like this huge thing that we feel is only reserved for the elite few of us who understand large words and bring it to more of a. Uh, it's a you conscious conversation. Put yourself inside that yeah. group of people who understand large words. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't. That's what I'm saying. This goes for I Shanti studied philosophy, but I don't. Um, I'm like 19. I've read three books on philosophy and call myself a philosopher. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's what we want it to be. We want it to be. We want it, we want to start these conversations in the sense that it's a, it's an everyday it's an everyday conversation that that I think we think is important to have. I mean, a majority of our conversations happen in a car or or over a few beers. Yeah. And so it's it's not it's not something that's hard. It's philosophy philosophy is actually just the act of thinking with structure. Yeah. More than anything else. So well, that's the point of it, right? Yeah, is that's the point. To for us to think a little bit, uh, think with a little bit more structure than normal. Um, not to say we won't discuss things. In fact, we'll probably discuss things more outside of these parameters than in them. Yeah. Um, I think. But yeah, I think my feeling about the best way to go about this is uh, we'll speak to each other more, mm-hmm. um, because. I'm not a radio presenter. No. I'll never claim to be. Um, my voice probably sounds terrible electronically. I don't know because this is the first time we're recording. So mm-hmm. um, we'll speak to each other like in the same sense that we... Yeah, like, our, usual conversations, our usual conversations. So yeah. a lot of our conversations will happen. I mean, we, we... I don't know if you guys know about this, but there was a conversation between Jordan Peterson and this guy called Slavo Zizek. I'm butchering the name. <laughs> but, but it's something along those lines. And basically, they had a big discussion. It was communi- capitalism, was communism, and happiness, and understanding all those different complex ideas. 
and it and, and it it's followed a more structured in the sense that they each have 15 minutes to address each other's arguments and that's not really what we're going for we're going for more of a conversation of sit down and discuss things yeah just so, a dialogue yeah like like almost like i would i would probably categorize it as a, as a commentary on thought yeah we're commenting to each other in a discussion about what we're thinking about and usually that's how ideas evolve i mean we had a fantastic conversation the other day which we didn't record yeah which i wish we did because i said i remember saying something that was so profound and i completely <laughs> surprised myself i surprised myself i yeah. i had to repeat it to, <laughs> to to let it sink in but obviously i've forgotten it now which is which i think i think basically that sums up what we're trying to do here yeah is capture capture that experience and also for documentation and it's fun and we'd love it if if so maybe the single person listening to this talks to their friend and says hey listen to this what do you yeah. think about it let's discuss it and we'd love to have conversations like that i think we have a few people we'd love to bring on people yeah definitely to i with. think i really have a few people in mind that would love to like pick their brains um when it comes to different topics um but yeah speaking of topics um i think we'll we'll luke said uh, well you said that there were there were a few general topics you yes. know like basically the universe like our place in it um so a little bit of metaphysics um and then but often we'll we will end up bringing it back to current affairs and yes. talk about like what's going on in the world right now yeah. um especially because living day to day though those will be the things on our minds like things we've heard in the news or um I things mean, we've read and about and that's and that's what and that's what we want like philosophy yeah. is an everyday thing yeah we want it to be uh rooted in more reality. practical yes, yeah, yes. and and that type of thing um yeah so i don't i don't know about you but i actually ended up reading some reading some stuff today because i didn't um i wanted to remind myself of mm-hmm. what i i thought um which often changes i think yeah, it does yeah. for a lot of us but i was um i was reading uh reading up on idealism again um which uh i wasn't i went i went through three years of philosophical education at university more actually but i i did three years of courses and idealism came up briefly um especially when we we talked about um Kant and how he had probably inspired a lot of idealists. Is that how you pronounce it, Kant? Kant, yeah. Yeah, okay. you don't want to no, don't no. want to butcher that one. No, um, no, no. <laughs> that's a difficult one. But yeah, um, in that sense, we discussed it. But I, I honestly, I was a bad student. I won't lie. Mm. Um, I didn't study I am that a bad hard. Student, but I don't study. That's yeah, well, mm-hmm. both of us are. We've we that we have that that similarity in that, you know, we'll do what we need to do to to get, get whatever needs to be done done because mm-hmm. maybe not care, it's what's the point, you know? exactly but anyway that may be the reason why i didn't really know what idealism was until like recently and i've kind of uh reminded myself and then we had a short discussion about this a while ago just um talking about things like that so i think idealism is a really interesting philosophical topic you want to just run me through what idealism is yeah doesn't sure so ideal idealism from what i understand um is a it's a school of thought that's quite broad um and it's it's actually split into a lot of different categories especially in um post-modern philosophy so like modern day philosophy is mm. like it's very split up and 
the conception about idealism these days is that um, you can't be an idealist and believe that a material or objective world exists. So basically, oh, so so basically, like the innate nature of a function is the most important thing. And the physical aspect doesn't necessarily matter. Exactly. So but not yeah. even it goes further than yeah, so yeah. the conception these days goes further than that and says, well, it's not even real. Like anything outside of our minds is not real, mm -hmm. right? Now, it's actually uh, idealist arguments are actually really um, sound. They're not. It's not like uh, it's a crazy. It might be something shocking to hear if you hear it for the first time. But if you delve into it, um, it starts to make a bit more sense. Yeah. Um, problem with idealism is I think a lot of us uh, parts that a lot of us especially grounded in materialist classical materialist conceptions yeah. and like we a lot of us, yeah a lot of us are into science and like we're mm. into like um, you know like yeah we like to call ourselves realists and we're concerned with like real problems and yeah. that type of thing um, your idealist is more your classic philosopher who's yeah. like very involved in their own thought um, but now, so, so from, from yeah. where I approach this, where I approach, like, now I believe idealism, it's an interesting topic to dive into, and it's 100% where philosophy, I think, loses a lot of listeners, or yeah. a lot of people will lose their train of thought when discussing idealism, though I think it's, it's something super important to think about, it's just, it's just, it's, it's the normal conception of the abstract thinker is an idealist, yeah. like someone who sits and gets lost exactly. in thought every single day exactly. and loses reality yeah. and then just becomes the man who sits on the mountain who believes it's the most important thing, which, which, which arguably is correct, arguably yeah. idealism, <laughs> Maybe the, prob the, problem is, the problem is he's probably right, yeah. but the thing is, is it's, it's unless, unless you approach it from a slow gradient, if you dive into idealism at this like at yeah. its apex or at the very the very depth of, of what it is it's just flies over yeah. your head because you haven't gone through the process of deconstructing your realistic exactly. or your 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 what your addiction to what is real yeah which is which is okay because i mean we have to live in reality in order to go anywhere in life yeah and i think that's where i mean for me i i have to ask myself the question is like postmodernism is it is it a trailer of thought in, in philosophy that should exist Right. Should should there be postmodernism, because it's basically just a extreme fracturing of philosophical thought into minutest ideas. Yeah. Where if we go back to the greats of philosophy, they used to paint with very broad strokes. Yeah. All right. While it was a clear concept, it was very broad the topics yeah. they covered, and that's kind of where I where I lie in the thought. I don't yeah. mind arguing the minuscule details. So that's that's a good point actually, um, and something that. Um, just for anyone who's interested in getting a nice, concise breakdown of pretty much any philosopher or any philosophical concept, go check out um, the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. Um, it's... GoPro stopped recording. That's okay. Um, it's, a, it's free and online. Um, yeah, so we just lost the GoPro there for a moment, okay. but um, we're back, we're back, part two, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I th anyway, I was reading, uh, I, I, I refer to it quite a lot because it's it's written out in quite an easy to understand language. Um, the, the, the Stanford, Stans Stanford um, Encyclopedia of Philosophy, okay, um, and yeah, it's online, 
I'm not sure what's happening. Um, we're just gonna leave it like that. But yeah, that was all audio, audio only. So the what I was I was reading in there, I was I was reading about actually reading about Karl Marx. Um, I was looking looking and reading up on a few things about his life actually. Not much to do with his philosophy, it's, but it's, it's just. Fun. I would like to just interject. Yeah. I think it's very interesting that so many Germans were great philosophers. Yeah, I, I think I think it's quite it's, one, quite, yeah. it's quite an odd one that a lot of a lot of where we, we see great philosophers come from is like the same period in Germany. Yeah, there was which, a there was a period like a Renaissance in a way. It was a post French um, Enlightenment, which kind of post French Enlightenment. It was the seventeen hundreds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, German Germany churned out like. But then Voltaire was also from France. And yeah. I mean, well, I guess it's just the development of Western thought was basically that. Yeah, there was. Th- th- I think I think we should definitely dive into German philosophy. I think that's, that's yeah. Important note that's that a good. Definitely. That's a good topic. Um, well, I guess I guess any great philosopher. I mean, there's also a ton of amazing um, Asian philosophers, but I don't I don't read Chinese, so it's difficult to to get their ideas if you can't speak the language. Well, philosophy of language is also an incredible thing to dive So, into. philosophy of language, definitely, probably a whole podcast, or a whole, yeah. whole recording whole, by itself. Whole, whole season, yeah. um, and quite dense, mm. so hard to get through even. Yeah. Um, but just going back to the, picking up on that thing you said about how um, those philosophers, especially Western philosophers, in that age of like um, strong German philosophy, mm. It was there were it was it was very broad concepts that were painted, and the thing I was going to say that was in the Stanford Encyclopedia was that they were like, the per- the the author of the article was saying, you know like, Karl Marx never made an argument, explicitly saying that capitalism was unjust. Yeah, and it's it's com- it's made people so confused. Yes. In what, what was, was the communist revolution was gl- gl- like. Glorize, made, basically made Karl Marx a god, all right, which was very wrong, and Karl Marx would have disagreed with the way he had been treated post, post, post revolution in Russia, because basically what happened is that they, he became, Karl Marx is the epitome of what we are. This is everything, but they misinterpreted a lot of what he meant. He was very much just like this is kind of what I want society to be like. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, but well, uh, the, the things not are even. So no, that's, even that's something I was that. that was something I was reminded of today. I I often catch myself thinking exactly that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, especially as someone who believes in a lot of like socialist principles yeah. and like we were we're both, we're both socialist and okay, let's get it yeah. out. Both socialist. We neither far left nor far right, but we believe in equal rights. And well, I like to believe I'm quite radical left. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, but yeah, the those you know, you, if you if you agree with socialist principles or whatever that type yeah. of thing, you basically just you humanity. do end up looking, yeah, human rights. You you do end up looking at Karl Marx's kind of like it's the it's the moral like handbook for yeah. how society should be, and it re- it reminded me reading this. Um, because I hadn't actually read actual Karl Marx literature for for a while he was quite, now. He was quite good at, at expressing ideas. He was, and he and he actually wrote a lot in English, um, and that's his his German um, yeah. books German are well books. are well translated. Yeah, I was reading up on him as well. But it reminded me that he he didn't 
he didn't really have a moral philosophy. There wasn't a moral philosophy um, at all. And it was more like Karl Marx off the bat is a full on materialist determinist mm. when he looks at the universe. Like the universe. He's very practical. He's a very practical philosopher. Like practical to fault. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a, like the universe is how it is and economics and things and, and politics go through waves and basically the final wave is this big upspike of capitalism where um, there's ultra production, ultra surplus and basically the surplus is as a result of like exploitation of workers to like oversimplify it mm-hmm. and when that spike spikes too high the next um, wave is the wave of communism and basically communism ends it's the end of the cycle mm, yeah. and it takes it the world into this um, economic and political utopia where there's actually he never said this but it seemed because he didn't have a doctrine for what was just or an unjust economic system that it would, would just be a system that didn't need a judicial system to be like well that's wrong you know you yeah, should yeah. do that people just wouldn't feel the need to do wrong by anyone i mean i mean it's you know? basically basically Karl Marx described a society where everyone had everything they needed to live but could work on things if they wanted to so you could specialize in something if you wanted to but it was entirely your choice basically yeah. he was saying is that society gets to such an incredible place where production becomes automated you always have food you always have a place to sleep and you can chat to any of your friends you want to at any time which arguably is what we all want um the point is is that probably you could argue that the communist revolution came too early because there wasn't a surplus that capitalism surplus hasn't happened and i would argue it hasn't happened yet either because each 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 even to this day because each of the world is developing at a different rate so to paint the planet in a thing my argument would be basically we would have to go that way because eventually it doesn't make any sense not to because we'll all be on the same page we're not all on the same page yet that's why it's not really working at the moment yeah um but that's marxism that's a very deep that's this this is a very deep rabbit hole what you what you're saying is i would say like it couldn't get more it wouldn't you would couldn't say anything more marxist than the fruit like isn't right you yeah, know it's not and if you it's I, the same thing with the un the un was the same thing the un was a fantastic comp- co- concept that came around but not at, at the right time but wasn't necessarily built on yeah and where they laid the foundation for a fantastic thing that they then became the european union but now it's falling apart and now bringing back these massive ideas of everything back to reality where the european union is breaking up because there is um, a rise of populism and this is a huge yeah, thing I want to chat problem. about in the future as well. Yeah, populism is a Populism is a, is, a, is a huge topic because what it actually is, in the very root of it, is exactly what Plato, when he wrote the Republic book, stated back in the day when he said what's going to happen in, in society is that um, when you have movements of extreme acceptance, there's people who get hurt and don't voice their opinions. All right, and these people get more and more hurt in their small little pubs, in their small little groups of groups of community and then all of a sudden before you know it the the top aristocrats because that's what it is yeah. top five percent top one percent gets more and more distance from the population and so what happened originally is that was originally a dictatorship so or or if we i mean let, let's go back 200 years it was the normal imperial imperialism system right where the king and queen got so yeah, far away system. the feudal system yeah all right then that collapsed 
Yeah. Then we had democracy. And now the reverse is happening. It's exact, populism is the reverse of, do, of dem, dem, democracy, but it's the same revolution. It's the same thing where there's a large group of people who feel un, unfelt for, and you could even track it. I would, I would argue that we could track it by generation where every three generations the same thing happens. It's the generation that fights, the generation that changes, and there's generation that goes back. And, and, it, and I would say it ebbs and flows, because if you look at the French Revolution, the same thing happened where there was war, there was a war, and all of a sudden there was the Enlightenment movement. Yeah. All right? Then, I mean, going back to Nazi Germany, um, and before that, it was the Russian October Revolution. Now, what we're seeing with Trump in America is the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, I'm not comparing Trump to Hitler or Trump to Lenin. But yeah. the point is, it's, it's a powerful populist leader that is communicating to a vast majority of the population that is, I would, I would describe as undereducated, misinformed, and who are being preyed on by the media to incite ideas that, that prey on feelings more than proper thought. And that, I think, in of itself, is exactly what we're trying to discuss, is that philosophy is the act of thought separated from feeling and with structure. Yeah. Is that... Yes, you can feel certain things, but as we know of any of us who's in a relationship, if you make a decision on, on how you feel about something before properly thinking through, you can mess a lot of things up. And I think that scales perfectly to a country because at the end, um, a country is a, a huge group of people who are individuals working in a collective and, and, it's, and it's, a, it's, like it's a wild animal. And so you have to, you have to I think that's also something. So, so populism is something we're going to discuss um, uh, propaganda, huge thing. Um, I was listening to so there's some interesting videos on on understanding social media and understanding your part in the media where you can't just listen, like or or you can't listen not actively because all of a sudden it like it like sticks in your head and you don't realize. Like I would argue that the entire Midwest of America aren't bad people. They're not. They're not race. I mean, yes, they're racist, but it's it's the argument is more they they just don't know. And it's the same thing yeah. for a large portion of Germany and the Nazis, or a large portion Absolutely. of Russians, is that these but people yeah. weren't intent on hurting other people. I they mean, just wanted the best for themselves. I mean, that is uh, that is what populism is, Exactly. Right? But um, even no, go, going back to, going all the way back to where you started um, with populism, or when we started, yes. just got into that topic. Yeah, yeah. So it's... I, I personally, my opinion, I think we agree is that it's it's a big problem. Um, I mean, it's not a positive. It's not a positive thing. Maybe it's natural, but it's not positive. No. Um, it, uh, my big question, yeah, though, something that should have been solved. I feel like my big question is like, how did it come about? And before before you respond to that, you said something about how it's kind of like working against democracy or it's opposite of democracy, mm. something like that. But it's not necessarily. Yeah, democracy is just a product, but yeah, I, know, I, I think I know where you're going with this thought. But so, for me, like, I, I, I wondered about it, and I was like, um, what is it? What is it that allows populist, especially political populist movements? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ones. You know what, the, the, the environmental revolution is populist to yeah, a certain yeah, extent yeah, very much so I but would, it, yeah, I would argue I just, just it, sure. it, but it's, it's good it's, it's a it's good one exactly it's, a, it's grounded it's grounded in like Correct. a lot of facts and this type of thing um, and most of us believe it's positive but like it's the, the question still remains like I think 
our postmodern world, i.e. the fact that we have these like this idea that we live freely and we have we have a vote and we yeah. have human rights and we're allowed to do things yeah. you know that runs equal the whole point of the the 20th century is we all like we were discovering our rights okay <laughs> maybe not me and you yeah okay, okay. white okay. men probably let's, had a lot of rights for a long time let's agree. okay this is two extremely privileged individuals yeah. discussing discussing problems that we have no idea but we're what just I mean, gonna try we're gonna do it yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't I mean, crucify yeah. us for trying what i mean is like <laughs> absolutely um it, it, it does come down to yeah. um identity politics yeah, yeah but we're trying but it's it's a uh, it's like we went through this it's, it's become a culture it's a part of everyone's lives probably all over the world this idea um almost false idea of freedom where we like we're free enough to kind of glimpse happiness. We can see something that we resembles happiness to us. But Shizek said something interesting about that in the chat as well. He did, yeah. Um, but we can't really grasp it. And I think... Which keeps us hungry. We, and, and we, we have this... Exactly. And, and it gives it like so a mattress, yeah. It's an environment where you've got a majority of the population not quite, not quite satisfied, let's say, um, with this conception in their head that... They have the power to change their lives, and this and this thing and then is, creates a huge thing of the dream, the falsehood of the white picket fence in America. Where exactly, it's depression the, the, and the American dream. The American dream is the perfect product to sell. Exactly, um, Hollywood. Uh, but you can sell anything, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, and it is exactly. And I think my argument would would my starting argument would be that the neoliberal consumer culture. That allows us to sell even concepts to people and uh, houses and then houses yeah and, I'm really well. and like um <laughs> the fact that we have the dem democracy yes. in 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 western countries which provides us with this false conception of freedom yeah. um then allows us to follow people like trump yes um and i've because, been because I've he's been a part of the system but but exactly. it's, a, it's a flawed system to allow a product like him to arise exactly because it's because it's it's we we assign the value of intelligence to something that doesn't necessarily reward intelligence. Yeah. Like being a good salesman doesn't necessarily mean you're a smart person. No. Or being successful nowadays, I mean, just look at any kind of media sensational pop star. Yeah. They're not necessarily intelligent people. But now, I don't mean intelligence in the sense of cannot add or subtract. I mean intelligence in the sense of enlightenment from the French Revolution because I would argue there's a difference between your intelligence of meaning of ideas and understanding a concept separate of yourself almost um, emotional maturity plus intelligence um separate from your ability to see opportunity yeah. for instance i don't argue that trump or lenin or hitler or any populist movement or justin bieber or kim kardashian or any of these massive um social media conglomerates or you know i don't argue that they're smart people or not do i think they're intelligent in the sense of understanding their impact in a positive sense for 20 years from now for humanity i believe that is a different kind of intelligence that we haven't touched on as, as a society yet yeah because you can be a smart person but are you intelligently acting um as a role are you spreading an idea that is going to actually move society forward or are you a populist where you 
like people supporting you, so you're just keeping doing what they support, they, they're doing to support you. You know, like Logan Paul is a fantastic example. And I, and even even if you look at the evolution between of PewDiePie and Logan Paul, like PewDiePie coming from a populist thing, now if you watch his content now, the separation that he has gone through is almost in exact where he's a satir sat satirical comedian commenter, where he's changed his way and he fully expresses it and he's had an explosion of support now because of that um honestly i don't, don't you, follow you, you don't follow us, you don't follow us. I, but, I but i mean i mean for, for other people i mean it's just just throwing names out there but understanding that there's a difference between like intelligence in the sense of understanding the greater concepts or are you focused on immediate self yeah. gain I guess I guess that's what I mean. And there's actually. there's maybe there's maybe something in between because yeah, I guess, it's I guess like yeah, for I'm me just like I'm just thinking of a example now is like take someone like take the Bush the Bush Junior administration where Dick Cheney to a large extent was the instrument of action in that administration um, and. You look at you look at someone like that, who wasn't incredibly intelligent, in the classical sense. Yes. Person, um, like like bankers like, are intelligent people, but are they necessarily, like? I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, taking someone like Dick Cheney, who is he doesn't have a he wasn't a specifically intelligent person. He wasn't specifically foresight. brilliant. Foresight. He wasn't specifically brilliant. At university yeah. or anything like that, but he was brilliant in terms of strategy, brilliant in terms of um, political maneuvering and um, controlling people's um, thoughts, mm. powerful people's thoughts Which in is Parliament. Right? The most important but sense of intelligence. You take someone like that, right? Yeah. Who, by all means, on paper is a great statesman, but still manages to in my opinion obviously we all have our own opinions steer the world in the wrong direction still like there's an element of self like self gain 100 mm. yeah. percent but but this there's this weird there's this weird thing and maybe maybe it comes up in america more than Yo, america, america just publishes but it more it's than like it's like this, the pursuit of like like you say, there's there's still a lack of foresight, even in brilliant statesmen like John that. Lennon as well. I mean, look at John Lennon and, and seeing trying to see where he became so focused on the finicky things in the communist revolution that he lost sight of the future and mm -hmm. allowed things like Vladimir Lenin. Vlad Vladimir Lenin. Sorry, sorry, John Lennon is a singer. John Lennon with My the singer. I'm, I'm I'm dyslexic, but um, Vladimir Lenin, same thing, was so focused on the minuscule. Um, that he almost lost the foresight. Like, like we, we actually had this discussion about revolutions earlier, where revolutions at a certain point become self-serving. Like you forget the the, the greater picture, yeah. and then because it's, you're an activist and things like that, and you have to make compromises. But that's also think revolution is another thing to chat about. We're really brushing over basically everything we've ever spoken about in this, yeah. in this chat. But it's fine. Maybe it's, it's good for the no, first time around to no, just brush over topics. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, it's we probably quite annoying to listen to you, I won't lie. Yeah, this is, this is probably just us babbling on. But you get a, you're going to get a taste for but, it. But um, yeah, definitely all these things discussed are probably discussions within themselves. We've got mm -hmm. to dive like, fully into with some proper research 
um, and and think about what we want to say about them. But yeah, um, it seems like just looking at what we've both jotted down so far, it's a a lot of political interest. I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd be interested like what topics. It's, well, I guess non-political. Oh, I guess I guess the reason it's come out as political is because they're, they're great examples. Exactly. Um, and but, 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 modern yeah, day so, stuff. So, so bring it back down to the human being, because at the end of this, at the end, of, I mean, I feel I'm very much of the opinion that politics is just is just the enactment of. I, I really hope this is recording well, otherwise I'm going to be stupid. Should we take a break? Should we take? Yeah, let's okay. take a break.